So currently, I'm trying to record my show. As soon as I started recording my show, they started cutting grass. I feel like every time I need to do something, these people find reasons to be busy over here. But it's okay. I'm gonna give it a few seconds. I'll be right back. So I wanted to do another episode like last week, but I wanted to do an episode called Dear Blue. And I wanted to interview and talk with a police officer and uh, kind of ask some questions that, to me, like keeps on repeating in my head, like different types of questions. Like, you know, not just the vague question of, do you think that he was wrong? Do you think that they are wrong? Not those type of questions, to, but to really get deep, like inside of like, when you're trained, like how are you trained? Are you trained to see certain people um, as more of a threat than other people? Like I wanted to get into those conversations. Anyway, um, most police officers, uh, most people that work for the Navy or different things like that, they actually had to sign waivers um, and their employers came to them and said that they cannot do interviews or speak on the context of this conversation. They actually appointed people um, in the divisions to be able to speak on them and you basically can't speak to them unless you're like CNN or something like that. But I did my own research, like I did my own thing and I guess I could still do the episode without the police officers. Um, a little bit of them was like, a couple of them was like really upset for the fact that they can't really speak on the topic uh, about like Black Lives Matter or anything like that. But they did let me know that they, they're doing what they can do from the inside. So keep it at that, no names. Um, but I want to go over this week, right? First thing on the list is July the 4th. July the 4th is no longer going to be celebrated this year. Well, at least by most people. Juneteenth, which is June the 19th, is when we're going to celebrate. And I actually have that day off, so woo, party! And it's crazy because last year was my first year selling t-shirts um, on Juneteenth. And I did like um, going to the museums and different things like that. So get into it. If you don't know what Juneteenth is, you definitely go ahead and do your research. And then also, last week... A lot of my followers, some of my friends hit me up. A lot of people made some money off of the stocks last week. Um, within one day, I actually went up $150. $150 one day, then another $20 another day. So that was within 24 hours. So people, if you haven't done the stocks yet, I don't know why you waited, hesitated, or just not listening, or you just might not like money. Maybe you're allergic. I don't know. And then also, one thing that when I realized that I really have to change my thinking was this. So last week, if I know most of you guys are on social media because that's the only way that you can actually get to my show. But uh, last week, Amazon had a fire, right? Listen, the first thing I thought about, I didn't think about people. I didn't think about fatalities, which is wrong. I know that it's wrong before you start judging me and stuff. But the first thing I thought about when it came to that fire is... Oh my god i got a package that hasn't shipped out yet like what if it burned two minutes of thinking about that and then i thought about it, like oh it has insurance and then i was like oh i hope you know everybody made it out safely too i know i know i realized that i was one of those people that cared about my package more than the people and that was crazy like i really feel bad about that but i'm letting you guys know and then also if you didn't pay attention last week there was a lightning storm that happened and lightning actually struck the top of the Washington Monument is actually a cool thing and I don't know if that's God letting us know that he's like tired of us or something but it's actually cool so check it out I think it's on the Washington Post website so you can see it on there and then I know I'm going fast guys because I really have like a lot to talk about and a lot is funny to me 
Um, so I've been looking at a lot of the memes. So I'm going to try to pull one up so that you guys can see it. People are really funny. People are legit, like, funny. <laughs> so I have <laughs> a few screenshots that I'll, I'll um, put up here on the screen. Um, one thing I want to put up here to point out the simple facts is uh, this picture of Colin Kaepernick. And it said, if I tried to tell y'all was a person. And that's legit facts. And if you don't understand what that means, it basically means like, if a person tried to tell you something, then you didn't listen, and then it went totally bad. Yeah, that's what we meant by that. So to me, that was funny, right? And then um, another post, I'm gonna post it up here so that you guys can see it. Another post I thought was funny was with everything going on, you would think America is cursed or something like it was built on an ancient Indian burial ground. Oh, wait, legit funny, legit funny, legit funny. I don't, it, it, I guess it's me. You know, I told you I like these type of jokes and I just wanted a couple seconds to like, you know, show you guys the jokes that I actually like. And then here's one that's really funny to me. And this is crazy because I never knew that this was true. But it says, black people don't replace their seasoning when it expires. I didn't know that seasoning actually expired. They expire. Listen, if it's in the cabinet, it's going to be used. Like, I, I haven't had any stomach issues. Never knew that seasonings, like, expired. Like, so are we talking, like, black pepper or something? I'm going to do my research on that. But I really, really thought it was funny. Now, this one is funny too so it says picks a scab like you ever pick one of your scabs up and it says my blood cells who just spent hours building it funny funny i guess it's like funny humor to me because it's eh. oh my god these people are cutting grass again we don't have that much grass for them to cut they've been cutting for about i don't know hours now we don't even have that much grass we have like this much grass like this much this much okay back to where, where i was at um, I think that was all of the funny ones. Oh, here's one funny one. Um, this is like a picture. And for the people that's listening, I'm trying to describe it because I know you can't see it if you're not actually watching it. But this one is, go get help. Another person is on the floor, like my leg. The other person that's looking from the other side is like, what about my legs? So it's just something to kind of help people understand like the Black Lives Matter thing. Like it's trying to help people understand like, yo, your life matters, but right now my life is in danger. So let's kind of focus on the one that's actually dangerous. Okay, anyway, I know I'm going to upset people. And then this one isn't funny, but I just thought that I should put this up here. A lot of people don't research Black Wall Street. A lot of people don't research the Black success that was actually damaged in the 1920s. So I wanted to point this out. And put this all in here because you know what's one thing that i really thought about i've been doing so much research this week and um, i watched a video with dr cloyd claude i say cloyd claude anderson and basically he talked about like you know back in the day black people had their own bus line um and then when when martin luther king he wanted to integrate people a lot of people just wanted desegregation they didn't want to integrate they just wanted desegregation right and it talks about how this black bus line was very very successful it was like more than 20 buses that they owned like it was successful right it was a black resource right and basically when rosa Parks sat on the other bus and she wouldn't move 
that actually created um, the start to the downfall of the black bus line, right? Because it wasn't that we didn't have buses. It's just that we wanted to be on certain buses and we wanted to sit in front of certain people. Listen, don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at me. I'm not saying what Rosa Parks did was bad or anything like that. Like I'm, I'm all for like, you know, movements, waves, vibes. I'm all for it. But he did put it in perspective that we already have buses. We already had a resource. We could have used our resources. Go watch the videos. Listen, I've been watching so many videos, and I know that that's going to upset people. People are going to be upset. Yeah, but still facts. It really made me think about it that way, that we already had. I didn't know. I mean, I know that we had our own transportations. We had black taxis and every, all that. I know that we had that, but he really put it in perspective that we had our own resource. Like, we need different resources, and the bus line was black-owned. We had our own. And I don't have a, a problem with integration. I don't have a problem with any of that. But once they did the protest and everything, you know, was changed, and black people were able to sit wherever they wanted on the buses, black people no longer wanted to use the black bus. They no longer wanted to use the black bus line because they wanted to sit on the bus and sit in front of other people. Like, I'm not trying to make the scope thing, you know, another week. But that was crazy to me. That was crazy to me. That was the downfall of the black bus line. Um, and maybe I need to do more research. Like, if you don't agree and you actually went to school and learned this, this, and that. Like, let me know if I'm wrong. But that is the way that he put it. And to me, I was like, wow, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. And he didn't say, like, you know, what Rosa Parks did um, was not needed. He, he was just saying, like, that was a downfall. Like, it was crazy. I think that he talked about this. If you want to actually check it out and hear word for word of what he said, um, go to the Breakfast Club YouTube page and type it in. Type in his name. I'll see if I can find a video and I'll post the link under here so that you can check it out. It's about, like, an hour and 20 minutes long. But... It's basically like going through a history lesson an hour. So if you can, definitely check that out. I've been watching so many videos, like from Brown University to all kinds of colleges, because now their lectures are online. So I'm able to go on and like basically go to school and kind of educate myself for free instead of having to get a loan and pay tens and thousands of dollars for education. Not to say the college is bad, that either. I'm just saying, like, I feel like school should be free. Education should be free. Like, why are you charging me? Ah, okay. Offline. Okay. Back to what I was saying. So, another thing this week is Candace Owens. She did a video and she voiced her opinion on George Floyd and everything that was going on. And, um, I watched a little bit of the video. I couldn't, I couldn't watch the whole thing, honestly, because I, I really didn't agree with it. I feel like she's super intelligent and I feel like, you know, she always want to, she gets her points across. I just feel like her perspective is everything that she says is based off of her perspective and based off of numbers that was given to her. But since she hasn't fully experienced certain things, um, and I don't really like based off of the information, I don't really see her, um, hanging out or actually, associating with a lot of african americans um so i don't really think that her opinion was kind of i'm not gonna say it wasn't warranted i'm just saying that uh it was based off of her perspective only so let me drop this video in here so you can hear about a little bit about what she said and then we'll go into it and i recently came across something that was an idea that was planted into my head 
by Shelby Steele and it has been something that I cannot um, forget. It is something that will stick with me for the rest of my life and it is something that I hope for the black Americans that are watching will stick with you for the rest of your life. Shelby Steele said that the black community is unique from other communities. Um, our, our culture is unique from other communities um, because we are the only community that caters to the bottom denominator of our society. Now, let me explain what that means. Um, it means to say that not every black American is a criminal, not every black American is committing crimes, but we are unique in that we are the only people that fight and scream and demand support and justice for the people in our community that are up to no good. You would be hard pressed to find, um, you know, a Jewish person who has spent five stints in prison, uh, who commits a crime and dies while committing a crime, and that the Jewish people champion and demand justice for. You will be hard pressed to find this in white America. You'll be hard pressed to find this even in Latino America. Uh, if there is a person that is spent multiple times in prison, you are not going to see a bunch of Latinos coming out um, demanding justice for this person, even if, and I want to be very clear, what I'm saying is not any defense for Derek Chauvin. I hope Derek Chauvin gets the justice that, um, that he deserves to be um, you know, implemented upon him and that the family um, of George Floyd deserves justice for the way that he, that he died. Um, but I also am not going to accept the narrative that this is the best the black community has to offer. For whatever reason, it has become fashionable over the last uh, five or six years for us to turn criminals into heroes overnight. Um, and it is something that I find to be despicable and it's something that I refuse to stand by any longer and I am not going Okay, so I didn't get to watch Candace's video fully. I can only really deal with the good, I don't know, like five minutes of it and then I'm like, okay, at this point, I hear what she's saying, but I really don't agree with it, so it is what it is. Um, but one thing, a couple of things that she said, uh, black people only cater to the bottom denominator of society um, and also basically seeing that we rally and come together for criminals and make them into heroes. And I think that she's missing the big picture because only she's only seeing it from her perspective. I believe that that is not the reason why we're rallying. We're rallying because this is a constant thing. Everyone's um, interaction with police officers will not be televised. It will not be across the media. What we're saying is this should not keep on happening. It shouldn't be excessive force. We shouldn't be treated and thrown around and killed when other people of other races do some certain things and go, you know, do certain things and they come out alive. You know what I'm saying? So that's what we're seeing. How is it a person can go into a church and start shooting and still make it out alive? That's what we're seeing. Like when there's different school shootings at schools and different things like that or what happened in Las Vegas. How are we trying to take this person alive but a man that had a, just a counterfeit 20 is dead? That's what we're saying. That's what we're saying. That when we say that we can't breathe, I know that you think that we're really, really strong, but can you just listen to us when we say that we can't breathe? Can you listen to us when we say that there's a problem? That's what we're saying. We're not excusing his past or if he was high at the time of it. We're saying, why do you have to keep on being excessive and making sure that you really, really take us down? Um, but it made me think that maybe sometimes when I speak, my perspective can be a certain way because I've experienced certain things, I've listened to certain stories. So I thought that it would be great to educate myself. So I've started um, listening to different topics on racism. And one video that stood out to me was about structural racism. And it's from a professor at Brown's University. 
and she kind of broke everything down and she just kind of let us know how racism still exists um, whether it's in the schoolings the jobs uh, the criminal justice system and the wealth gap um, it, she makes it easy for people to understand that you know no matter like black people we have a heart and i know some people say racism doesn't exist and different things like that but she helped break it down to show that it really is an issue in the system so when it comes to jobs she showed the black unemployment rate versus um caucasian unemployment rate you know she showed that in schools whenever a school becomes um all black you know homogeneous schools it become a poor school after a while um she also talks about how the schools now are more segregated than what they were in the 90s and i find that to be a little bit weird and crazy because i thought that it would be getting better but the schools are more um segregated now and then it talks about the wealth gap when you go back to the 80s we have um went back a lot i know that we think that we're moving forward but we've went back a lot the wealth gap between black and white people has quadrupled in the last 30 years so right now it's said that versus black people 11 usually 11k wealth versus a white person which their wealth usually started about 142k and that means like basically white people were able to um, leave stuff for their kids whether it's leaving home whether it's leaving land or anything like that because blacks most of us we weren't given land or anything like that we come in with nothing and then it also talked about the criminal justice system which is something that i've really been focusing on as well it shows how black people are six times more likely to be jailed than a white person but it also shows how it's usually for like drug offenses and different things like that but also the studies show as well that um black people are not the highest users of drugs black people are not the highest sellers of drugs and I think that's what's being shown in the media that black people are all criminals. We all sell drugs and all this kind of stuff. But if you look at the numbers, black people don't sell the most drugs. Black people don't do the most drugs. But that's what you see. So um, another thing it shows that in the past 30 years that the prison populations have quadrupled as well. Like right now, um, it shows that black people are more likely to get sentenced harsher than a non-black person. So it shows that like no matter if you do this crime you're gonna get treated like this but if somebody else do the same crime they might get a slap on the wrist or get walked away um i think it brings me back to felicia huffins i think her, what is her last name huffison y'all know the lady from full house the auntie aunt becky was her name and basically she paid for her kids to get into a school and basically got like i think was it like 14 days in jail or 11 11 days in jail or something like that and then if you take it back it was an african-american woman i forgot what state it was she got thrown in jail and i want to say she got a few years because um her son wasn't actually from the neighborhood and she put a fake zip code on there saying that they basically lived in the neighborhood so that her son could go to a better school um, so it shows in different angles and in different things that things are not the same so I have thrown a lot of information at you guys really fast, but I wanted to be able to get everything out so people can start doing their research. Um, this caused me to go back to Trayvon Martin's death and do more research. And it shows that structural racism plays a role. Like at his school, he was suspended three times. They made sure that they made it known in the media because they actually quoted and said that 
his school records was proof of troubled behavior. And if you actually study the school book that he went to, the school guidelines and the rules, two of the times that he was suspended, he shouldn't even have been suspended for. He was suspended for being tardy. He was suspended for writing WTF um, on a locker. That should have been a, a detention. The only thing that he should have been suspended for is when he had the possession of weed, which was the last time. And he was suspended for 10 days. And then their guidelines, they don't say that you only have to be suspended for one to 10 days. So it shows that we are punished a lot harsher all of the numbers show it so i think that it's all together this structure that we have held so high this system has to be dismantled if we want to continue and go forward and actually make a change so um, i provided all this information i re went really fast i didn't go too deep into everything because i want you guys to start doing the research and actually start paying attention um, one thing i told someone this week um, i posted my um, the money that I actually made over the weekend with my stocks and everything. And someone hit me up like, oh my God, I want to get involved. And I'm like, you know, I post every day. I post my show. I put it on my story. I put it on my page and everything like that. I mean, it's up to you to actually click on the link and actually listen to it. I mean, I, I told people, like, we don't want to wait too long. We don't want to seem, make things unimportant that is important. So people do your research like listen i don't want to come off as like a school teacher or anything like that but i feel like intelligence and knowledge is something that we all need if we want to go ahead and make this change um only protesting is good but that's not going to be the only thing that helps us we have to sign petitions um it was this post that i saw and this post was great because i know a lot of people were saying like if you're not marching with us if you're not outside that um you're not helping but it was a post and I want to bring it up here it said did you sign a petition did you donate did you participate in the protest did you educate someone did you spread accurate information did you pray did you hold a race a racist accountable did you call someone out for being silent did you use your platform so it's to say that um, protesting can be done in any way in lots of different ways um, you just do what you do and kind of spread your message any way that you want to spread your message. But I advise people to go back, do some research, listen to some videos when you're bored, and actually understand things. Like, I went back and I had to research the Stand Your Ground um, law that's passed in about 33 states because this was something that was big that the media actually used a lot in the Trayvon Martin and George Zimmerman case. And it took me to the, the Castle Doctrine well, basically says that like if you're at home and somebody comes in your home you can go you can use forceful force and even if you can't escape you can still use forceful force deadly force if you think that they're gonna harm you so it caused me to do a lot of research so I want people to go ahead and do that research don't necessarily I'm not gonna say don't trust the media you do what you do on that but just know that sometimes it's better to get the information from the horse's mouth and actually just study it yourself so I've been doing that a lot um, I've been looking at the system the justice system on how we can change things and I've actually been no noticing a lot like have you guys noticed that since um, President Trump has been in office he has made a lot of people judges and a president can appoint judges but I think that his I think he's appointed over a hundred judges so it's for us to find out well who are these hundred people that you uh, are making judges because once a person is a judge and they're in the judicial system they're always a judge and unless they do something really bad and then they can't be a judge anymore but that's his numbers is a lot more than i think it was like 10 years 
where I think it was only about 20 judges that was appointed within 10 years and here he is only here for about four years and he's appointed like over 100 so it's something to really really research if we want to make a change you need to know certain things like you need to know that house of representatives are only in the office for two years and they help make the laws and different things like that so if you really want some things passed you need to look at who's running in your city and if they don't do good it's only two years like mm. and then look at the senates you know see who's in there as well i think they're in there for about six years so i've been learning a lot educating myself a lot and going back to the fundamentals of things that i've learned in school to ensure that i know my rights and also i know exactly what's going on um, around the world so to sum everything up for candace video i think hers is based off of her perspective I believe mine is based off of it's not that we're trying to make criminals into murderers or into heroes it's just that we're trying to set prime examples of this constantly keep on happening not saying that the person is um, I'm not saying that the person is actually like doing something or in the right place we're saying that you don't have to use that type of force you don't have to keep on killing us there's people that's done crimes a lot worse and has came out alive let that be something that happens for us like let us come out alive like if we have a situation and it's crazy like she said in the video um for us to stop trying to have contact with the police officers um somebody said that in the comments that's the only reason why i know that and it's crazy i wish that there was a possibility that we can kind of minimize our contact with the police officers but there are states and there's cities that still have the stop and frisk law where they can just come and hassle you for no reason and usually they're doing that in black neighborhoods so do your research i'm not gonna throw too much more at you but i wanted to give you this information for this show to let you know that we have to empower each other we have to give each other knowledge we have to learn that some of the things that we learned in school was not the truth they refused to update the history books like i had to tell somebody rosa parks was not an old woman she was only 40 years old she was not tired this was actually a movement this is something that was done before she actually did it claudette coven done it before and she was like 15 when she did it so it's a lot that you need to know it's a lot that we haven't known a lot a lot of people still think that martin luther king died at the actual motel instead of at the hospital where he was smothered so do your research people it's a lot of research out here and i think that it's a great time for us to educate ourselves and know who we are where we are and where we came from all right so once again if you want to make a change in your life you have to be the energy that you want and you have to push forward so this is mika and i'm out so there's no snow outside and there's a lot of germs outside and i'm pretty sure that there's a lot of germs in your car right now um and it's probably not your fault i'm not saying that you're germy don't take it like that all I'm saying is you need to get your car detailed. Get it clean, real good, like sparkling clean. Well, for the men, not sparkling, but make sure it's gleaming, you know, shiny or stuff, and it smell good. And what better way to do that by listening to this advertisement? Listen, Simply Clean Car Wash is a mobile car wash. He'll come to you. So look, if you're doing anything, which you're listening to the show right now, reach out to James Hunt on Facebook. Simply Clean Car Wash will come to you and your car be germ-free. Why do you ride around on germs when you don't have to? So hit them up. Get your car clean. Reach out for Simply Clean Car Wash.